this would be a good opportunity for us to talk about any real life ghost stories that we have. And as they're like talking to him, like we're all in the living room and they're telling, like they're just reading the Bible and like you just like from a distance, you start seeing the, someone noticed it. I think it was my aunt, like it starts moving and like there's no breeze in the house. Um, one time she was just cleaning the house. She said she was alone and she looked out the window and she said she saw a man dressed in military uniform, Shut but that he was kind of like, he didn't look real. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Untapped Potential Podcast. We're coming right in with the roundtable talk, and we got a very special guest. You might remember him from season one. We got visual subject in the building. What's going on, bro? Welcome, bro. Happy to be back, man. Thank you guys for having me again. <laughs> yeah, man. You're pulling up with the flyest hat in the world. Thank What's going you, bro. on, Thank man? You. So much light. Had to get ready, you know, Untapped Potential. So, yes, sir. I'm with it. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, and man. he got the shoes to match, too. Look at you, man. Got some hoodies on my feet. Those are some fly Yo, shoes. Let's talk can about we see that, that on quick. the camera? Oh, yeah, we can. Can you? Yeah, pull Put it up. Form up on the table. Yeah. I, I have never go. seen sweater shoes. I haven't needed sweater, sweater slippers. Shoes. Shout out my girl's mom. <laughs> got a comfy. little hoodie pocket yeah. and everything in there. Yo, that's dope. <laughs> They're comfy. Yeah, man. But how you been? I've been good, man. Just been laid back. Just kind of still doing the photography, obviously. Taking a break from it. Been working at Amazon right now. But yeah, just grinding, man. Yeah. That's what's up, mm. man. Yeah. And so, man, it's been a while since we last interviewed you. About a year and a half ago, yeah. we were on the table. It was crazy, man. A complete different scenery for us. We've grown a lot. I'm yeah. sure you've grown a lot in your photography. Yeah. Catch us up. Oh, well, since then, just um, I was still working with Macintosh, obviously. So doing some photos, doing things with music with Young Bree. But yeah, since then, just been, um, like I said, I took a break from it and then just started working with Amazon. But I'm still doing it like kind of like a little less right now. But, you know, still. Yeah. Yeah. Any uh any wild stories since uh since we last chatted? Yeah, since you had a crazy one? one last time about like a gun being pulled out and stuff. Yeah, I don't. I mean, nothing can top that. But there has been one. I think it was last summer with we were with Macintosh in um Tri Cities, and we were filming like at a restaurant bar, and we had a drunk guy just kind of like pacing back and forth, wanting to like kind of see what was going on, and just kind of being a dick. We had our women on set because it was like a a scene like with Mac being on a date. And he saw the the women that he was trying to flirt with them. And then he was asking them, like, oh, can one of you guys give me a ride home? Wow. And I was, it was Frick and I. Frick and I were there, Justin Frick and I. And we were just, like, with the gear waiting for Mac to get there. And he just kept being annoying. We're like, bro, you got to leave. We're on set. We're working. And he's like, well, I'll give you guys $300. Like, let me just, like, just give me a ride. Wow, man. We're like, no. So then when Mac uh, gets there, we're telling him the whole situation. Like, hey, just a heads up. Like, there's this guy that keeps coming back. Um, we told him to leave already. And he's all like, well, just let me know. And like, let's just get through it. Let's just be professional. Like, I don't got time for it. As we're filming, he comes back and he's like interrupting the set. And I can tell like Mac is kind of getting annoyed. Yeah, because he he's him, paying for it. Well, yeah, he's paying for it. And he tells him politely, he's like, hey, bro, can you just like leave? Like, yeah, you know, we're like, we're doing something on set. Hold up. On a scale of one to 10, how drunk was this guy? Oh, this guy was shit face, bro. He was like, he was day drinking too. So think about that. I guess like you've been drinking since like, the bar open oh, and just wow. pacing back and forth just being annoying and i'm telling mac like dude like this is just he's just wasting everyone's time right now and um he ends up saying i think something was towards his girl or one of the women on set and mac just like got annoyed and like just goes up to him and like the guy starts talking shit to him and mac's just like looking at him 
and he just packs him, just hits him his straight jaw. And the funniest thing, I've never seen someone punch someone and then give him like a lecture as the guy's nah. falling. He's all like, he's like, this hurts me more than it hurts you. Like, I didn't oh. want to do this. Like, but you made me do this. He's like, I was being polite with you, but like, this is the last thing I wanted to do. And the guy's just kind of like, whoa, like what just happened? And everyone at the bar is like, what the fuck? Well, man. And then he they was just asking for it. Seriously. And Max's like, man, like, this is, this is what I didn't want. <laughs> He's like, it is what it is. Like, all right, let's go. Let's get this next shot. Like, it didn't happen. <laughs> just, and like, y'all just shit. kept it moving. We kept it moving. The guy just, like, they took him out, left, but just, yeah, man. That's funny. Shit, was man. this, like, an open bar situation where, like, the venue so, wasn't reserved, so there was just other people coming in and out of the bar. Yeah, so it okay. was kind of think about like a, the setup, like the bars in the back, and then they're like the restaurants in the front. So there's like a hall mm, that leads okay. to the to the bar. But that guy just kept coming back and forth, and we were filming in a booth, like it was set up because it was like Mac was on a day right, but the guy just kept coming back, like little remarks, just being annoying, and we we were all just getting tired of it. And you can tell like it's been a long day. We've been shooting all day. When you're on sets, like it's it's just a long day in general. So everyone's sure. just kind of like, yo, let's just get through this. Yeah, people so then, get cranky, man. So then that guy, he's just like yeah. making it harder for us. So Max, like, yeah, I was gonna put him to sleep real quick. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny, man. Boom, 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 boom. I was like, damn, bro. <laughs> at the end of the day, you guys are at work, right? Yeah. And like, this guy's interrupting your work, so it's crazy. Did that work though? Did he actually leave? He left, bro. He actually came back and apologized. So I I respect him for that. Wow. I was like, big it, man. It, it took a little reality check, but shout out to him. Yeah. It's cause like, bro, like like you said, we're in a professional setting, and like, it's just it's just not cool, like to yeah. be doing things like that. But yeah, yeah I mean, we laughed we laughed funny. about it after though. It was funny. Like uh, I think I called Mac like a week after. <laughs> I think he was with a friend. He's like, hey, tell him. Tell my boy the story about the about the guy that I hate. He's like, you tell it really, really well. It's just and that. We're just talking about it. But yeah, that's the that's last thing, crazy. like the last crazy thing that's happened. Yeah, but, man. Damn, Speaking man. of like punching people and stuff, man, Nate Diaz, you know, he recently, you know, won, won his fight. Um, Chris actually told me a story that he ran into Nate Diaz at a spa, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Bro. How'd that happen? Yeah, it was, um, so it was 2017, uh, like a couple months after he fought M McGregor for the second time. And I was uh, in Vegas for a bachelor party. Oh, wow. And um, we were at the Palms, and there's like a second building to the Palms where like the spa and the condos are all there. Yeah. And so um, the bachelor party was at the spa, and I was waking up late. I was still a little hungover, so I was getting there a little later. And I went into the lobby of this second building where the spa is, mm -hmm. but I didn't know where it was. I was kind of lost. And so I went into the lobby, and I went in to, like, ask the receptionist or whatever, like, hey, you know, where's, where's the spa at? And as I'm, like, finish, finishing talking to her, like, I turn around, and there's this dude that like was crouched behind a chair um next to a plug. It looked like he was charging his phone. Oh. And all of a sudden he got up and it kind of took me by surprise, bro. I was like, at first I looked at him and I recognized him instantly. I was like, oh shit. That was the first thing that came out of my <laughs> mouth. Said that out loud? I said that out loud. Oh man. I was like, oh shit. And then Nate Diaz turned around and he's like, and you you tell he's like a little smug, and <laughs> and at first because I've been watching UFC for a while, right. and when I was younger, Nick Diaz was actually the bigger guy, like his mm -hmm. brother. Right, he was like the the it guy, the fighter. I almost called him Nick Diaz <laughs> to his Ooh. face, bro. I was like, I was like, that's, and then I was like, 
I think I was like, yo, you're him, bro. You're him. <laughs> you're that guy. You're that guy. <laughs> totally fanboying out. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah I can see him doing that. <laughs> Did he tell you real G's come from California? <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. Yeah. I was like, yo, can I take a picture with you? He's like, yeah, man, it's cool. And so we ended up taking a picture uh, with him. Yeah. I'll put it up on the screen in the video. But um, anyway, we... Um, I was like, okay, cool. I'm like, I don't want to bother this guy anymore. Right. Yeah. And I want to play you it off. You don't want to get punched. Like, yeah. McIntyre punched that guy. Right. Like, I didn't oh. want to piss this guy off because, I mean, this is the baddest in the world, right? Really? And anyway, um, I go to find, like, the guys at, at the bachelor party in the spa. And um, I go up the elevator. Coincidentally, Nate Diaz goes up to the elevator with me. Oh. And um, we get off on the floor where the spa is. But at the time, I didn't realize he was going into the spa. I thought he was just kind of going, like, because there was other, like, rooms and stuff on the floor. Right. Mm. And so he kind of went one way. I, like, went another way trying to find this thing. Couldn't find it. Went all the way around and finally found, like, the entrance to the spa. And I go in. I check in. I go into the locker room. And I see the group of guys. And I go up to him. I was like, bro, you won't believe who I just saw. Like, you won't believe who I just saw. I told these group of guys, and they're all silent. And I'm like, like, why are you guys, <laughs> why are you guys silent? And they're like, uh, I think we know. And they point to the corner of the locker room, and it's oh, f***ing Nate no Diaz way. changing in his towel, bro, in his robe. I was like, bro, I just fanboyed the second time in front of <laughs> Nate Diaz. Did he turn around and give you like that look? Like? Yeah. No, he turned around. He tried to play it off like he didn't hear me or whatever. But He's like, I'm like, him. That's yeah, me. <laughs> And so, long story short, we go into the spa. He ends up um, going into, like, the, the hot tub, like, cold tub area. And we end up seeing him there. And he goes, like, for a while, he goes between the hot tub and the cold tub back and forth. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And um, we, he was, like, doing that for a couple minutes. And we end up just, like, talking to him, bro. He's, like, he's super cool. He's a super cool guy. You would almost think at that time he was retired, the way he was, like, talking about, like, his... Um, like what he's trying to do because he was like still coaching in his gym in Stockton um, during that time. And he didn't like, he has other businesses and stuff like mm -hmm. the marijuana business, but he didn't have like any other fights planned out. Like we were talking to him like, Hey, like, you know, are you, who are you going to fight next? He was like, man, I'm just chilling right now. Like he was in no rush to, to get just back into Octagon, it, yeah. bro. So, so yeah, yeah, it was a cool experience, man. He's cool. far from retired though, man. He still got it. That right, fight that real. he just had, submission. Oh, for sure. Did With... you see that where it ended? Like um Joe Rogan was saying, like, man, I'm in a simulation. Like he finished him and the timer is at 209. Oh, Stunkton. really? Yeah. Dude, that's <laughs> he finished crazy. him on the submission. That's, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> you think he planned that, man? It's, it's crazy. Enough. In a simulation. I, do <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. But shit, yeah. man, that's crazy. Yeah. But that's where cool, man. Fight. That he actually like chopped it up with you guys and actually had a conversation. I feel like most people like of that caliber, especially a fighter, would probably just be kind of cold and just be like, bro, yeah. like I'm chilling right now at a spa. Like I'm not trying to talk. Like, yeah. Dude. I mean, you have so many people coming up to you all the time. Right. Like you just kind of want to have time to yourself. And yeah. that's why you would want to go to spas to relax. Right. But yeah, this dude was super cool. man. Yeah. It's always like, a good experience, like meeting someone too that like you look up to. You're always like whether, yeah, like a fighter like that or someone else, like when you just get that like one on one with them, like it's, it's yeah. a good experience when you get that little like time that run in. Like, yeah. man, I remember that forever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's crazy, man. Have you met any celebrities during um, your time? I have. The the one that really stood out to me, because I'm a really big fan, was Larry June. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, like, shout out to uh, Girls Love, Love Trey, RIP to him. He was a videographer. 
for uh, Larry June, and he introduced me. He's the one that got me in the first time to like meet them and stuff. Oh, cool! But he was a good, good dude. Very humble, very funny. Just laid it back to himself. Like just like if you're hanging out with homies, it's literally like the vibe. It's, it's yo, that's just nice. Yeah, I love someone. That's the impression I get. Like just listening uh, to his music, it's just like a yeah. chill, cool dude. Probably smokes a lot. You know? Yeah, makes a lot of <laughs> orange juice, just kicks it, yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. Speaking of Larry June and his music, man, what are your guys' like, top albums of 2022 so far? Oh, that's Ooh, a good one. A you good want me to go first? Yeah, you right, go, go first. Go for it, yeah. the so the top albums so far that I've had in rotation that I think are really good would be Larry June's The Spaceships on a Blade, uh, Brent Fayez, Wasteland, Kamaya dropped a good one, Divine Timing. That's literally, I think, the only three that I've really been like cycling through. Yeah. yeah. I like you, those. Chris? Um, definitely Kendrick Lamar. Like, oh, at the very yeah, I top. forgot about oh, that yeah. one. Very, <laughs> That's, very yeah. top. And I know a lot of people don't like with it because it's not like club music where you can't dance to it. But, I mean, he did a lot of stuff in rap that n- normal people wouldn't do. Like, talk about, you know, his uh, transsexual uncle and, and all that. Right. Yeah. So That whole father time, too, just kind of like giving that, like, breakdown of, like, uh, men that are, like, healing or dealing with that. Like, ha- right. not having a dad around, like. Cheating on yeah, his wife. Cheating on his wife. That whole track, um, which one was the one where like it's him and a girl just arguing? What's the name of the track? Mm, I know exactly Ooh, which one you're talking uh, about. They, they just dropped the visual for it too. The visual, yeah, that was actually was really cool. Called? Um, I hate you. No, no, something like that though. That was that like just the song itself when you heard it at first, like just a great, like great performance, lyricism, and then you see the visual how it's like all the one take. So they're like, oh, they're yeah. literally acting through that whole shot. It's like a two, right. three minute song. Yeah, that's a good, that's really good song. That's cool yeah. too. Yeah. Have you ever seen the behind the scenes of those where like there's people in the background like yeah. moving shit around? It's crazy. Stuff? Like you have a whole team, like it's obviously the setup with the camera and like they're just moving you around, like making sure you don't bump into stuff or like when you're going. It's just crazy. Like yeah. that whole one take, it's yeah. That's crazy. Think about that. Having to like for three minutes of acting, just staying in character, like you can't. There's yeah. no angle switch. It's just dead on. And yeah. videography wise, you know, I guess like cinematography wise, like yeah. you can really appreciate that, you know, as a videographer, photographer yourself. That's the thing. I kind of hate it because I can't enjoy watching like TV, like TV shows or like movies and stuff because I'm always breaking it down, like seeing like the angles, the lighting or like what they're doing. It's like, oh, like camera, like camera switch right here, like, like this type of lighting. And it's just crazy. Yeah, it's a lot. I'm like always breaking down everything. <laughs> it kind of ruins videos for you. Yeah, too, it time, does. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's cool. Man. Really, yeah. What about you with albums? Man, I got to say for sure, number one, Kendrick. Kendrick's yeah. album, mm-hmm. for sure. So I agree with you there. I've been, man, my music taste has been all over the place this year. I've been bumping um, The Boy's new album. Can't remember the name off the top of my head, but it came out a few months ago. That's kind of my gym, go-to gym stuff. I've been listening to a lot of Cali rap. Bay Area uh, in general. Bay yeah, Area, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And um, Joey Badass's album that Ooh, just came yeah. out recently, man. 2002? 2000. Or 2000. Yeah, yeah 2000. That for me was a real like nostalgic album because when 1999 came out, I was like a junior or a senior in high school. Mm. Oh yeah, and, you know, I don't know if you guys are the same way, but those albums that came out like when you were a junior or senior in high school, like I feel like those are albums you're gonna appreciate forever because it mm-hmm. was just like such a pivotal, life changing you know time. You're about to make a big transition, and that's what 1999 was for me. So 2000 mm. kind of closed the loop, and I really feel like he went back to his roots. On that album. With those beats and everything, the beat yeah. selection, just mm-hmm. the stuff that he's talking about. That song, Cruise Control, on there was Oof. really great. I think that he mentioned it in an interview. That was his favorite song, too. Just a very laid back, just kind of literally cruise control. You're just cruising to it. The beat he used, like, the the flow that he's, like, rapping on this cadence, it's just, it's all. It works. Yeah. 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 You could tell he was really, like, in his pocket yeah. during that album. He was really comfortable. 
Um, but I don't know. I kind of got a hot take on album, guys. Like, on albums in general. Yeah. I kind of feel like albums are kind of dying down. And I don't know if it has to do with, like, people's attention spans kind of being so spread thin mm-hmm. with so many different, you know, social media and, and all this stuff. But I kind of feel like singles have been catching my attention more. Or, like, if I find an artist, I'll just find certain songs I like of them. And right. I'll bump them, you know? But mm-hmm. not necessarily, like, listen to a whole album all the way through unless it's, like, a Kendrick or someone that I, I've been listening to for a while. Like it's, yeah. You've been waiting, like that anticipation has been building for that artist's yeah. album. But yeah, I agree with you because it's that whole Russ blueprint when he's, he's talked about it and it works. Yep. Like he's That's true. Not only like, is he talking about it, it's worked for him. And he's the singles, like he's always talked about like um, on SoundCloud when he like, he realized like, you know, these albums aren't, aren't streaming, but like if I drop a single, like that's like its own album. And just when he kept doing that every week, it started putting numbers on the board. But yeah, singles are, are is what everyone's like really like tuning into because if, if, yeah. think about the game yeah with that 30 like track album like I said, when that's i saw the lot, track list bro. i was like man this is this feels like a lot yeah. i was already dreading like listening to it and to me that was one of like the worst albums that came out <laughs> yeah for yeah. sure but question were you a game fan before i was came, like a big game not fan? big but like you you know who the game is you understand what he's done for, for hip-hop sure. and just like la in general like that whole documentary was like classic mm-hmm. certified classic oh for sure mm-hmm. so then when he kept saying like this is my best album about to go back to like all this and i was like man like he's gonna have like documentary like everything just and it yeah. just let me down man it's a little bit of a letdown i felt like that way with donda 2 donda 2 i i like donda 2 you like donda not, 2 not not well donda just donda in general i haven't yeah. listened to donda 2 okay yeah but all right i, yeah. I like i like donda yeah yeah it's yeah. I don't know I feel like um and same way with like the Eminem album a little bit too I don't know if you guys heard about heard that one yet but I didn't think I got through it honestly yeah, yeah I'm not gonna lie I'll be honest I stopped listening to Eminem after he dropped like recovery oh yeah, yeah. so that was a as soon as he got now. sober man it just it just got worse yeah. the music man. yeah for sure <laughs> I think you know as we grow too our music tastes evolve and stuff right. and you know if the artists just can't keep up it's it's tough now, but yeah, man. yeah, man. Who were some artists like albums that dropped that you guys felt like wasn't it? Like you guys were like waiting for it. Now that we're on yeah. the on music, that's yeah. a good question. You know, I feel like every summer, DJ Khaled has a couple good songs, but mm-hmm. I can't listen to the whole thing. I just don't like him like screaming throughout the whole album. Like, dude, shut <laughs> yeah. up! Bro. Like we get it. like he gets a little annoying in that, and like I feel like the other ones were. The other tracks that there's probably like two or three tracks that like I'll probably listen to more than once, yeah. but the rest of the stuff is just kind of like throwaways for me, you know. Yeah. Hey Chris, you didn't so. believe, but God did. <laughs> but God, God did. did. <laughs> it's funny, man. But he, you know what, DJ Khaled, we gotta give him his flowers because he's a marketing genius. Oh, yeah. for sure. He was 100%. dropping this little God did stuff like months before the album came mm-hmm. out, you know. So he drops his little hints. He's got a great blueprint. And he's got the connections and he knows what artists go well on tracks. But I feel like it's almost so good, like almost so perfect that it just sounds almost too commercialized, mm-hmm. at least for my taste, too where corporate. I'm at, at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Do you, you feel know? like the Jay-Z, the track that had Jay-Z on it, needed Lil Wayne and Rick Ross? You think Jay-Z would have been good on his own? Oh, Did you guys like the version? Yeah. It was, it was a, like I said, it was so good. It was almost like too good. You know what I mean? It was Is like, it almost like, why was it on this album? Like, why wasn't it something Jay-Z would have done on his yeah, album? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure at the end of the day, it comes down to, like, you know, business, right? Yeah. Like, DJ Khaled probably gets a certain percentage of something, and they work yeah. out a deal, but that's just me speculating. I have no idea. Yeah, well, 
Um, no way, no idea how the industry works. Yeah, but you know, you know what album? Because your question was what what album was just kind of a flop this year. Yeah, I hate to say it, man, because I was really rooting for this guy like a lot. I've been listening to him like before he went like super mainstream. Mm-hmm. Jack Harlow, mm-hmm. that album that he dropped this year. Um, I don't know. There was a lot of hype about it. You know, he did that. I I think like Fergie sample, right? And he had right. that whole like was it the glamorous? glamorous? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and like they were doing the I I've been a Throw yeah. up the, you know, that was all over TikTok, all over social media and stuff. And then the album dropped and it was just a lot of songs that, I don't know. They Duds. were, there was just no replay value. It was a good album, but that was it. I forgot who it was. It was, I don't know if it was Charlemagne or someone saying like, it almost seemed like he just recycled the tracks. Like, yeah. Cause his first album was great, man. Like that, that freshman album. Mm-hmm. And then like what he did, like the soft, sophomore album, it just felt like too repetitive almost. Like he was just like, eh, like let me just throw, throw these together. Put it out there but because the only song that i that i do remember from that album is the glamorous one the, mm-hmm. yeah if that's what sure. it's even called i don't even know but yeah but yeah but to your point i feel like at at some point there's an artist level that just their music becomes commercialized you know it mm-hmm. kind of loses that uniqueness and they try to appeal to a wider market yeah you know? it, it's sad but you know i'm sure they're getting their money out of it oh which is sure. good yeah. for them you know they've worked so hard and you know, we know how this goes. You know, you as a photographer, us as podcasters, you start off, and we were talking about this earlier, you do it for free at first. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure all, all artists do that. And then, you know, you start finding ways to, you know, monetize your uh, your craft. And then, you know, I guess the ultimate spot to be at as an artist is, you know, go commercial. That's where you get the big bucks. But, you know, for, for fans that have been around for a while, they'll see that change and yeah kind of leaves a sour taste but. it's kind of right. it's, it's always weird like how artists like when they when that artist is coming up and their fans like they just want to keep them in the tuck like you know we got them like no one knows and it's like yeah we fuck with them we love them and then, like they they want them to blow up but until they blow up and it's like man like you change this and that's always it's a never-ending cycle man yeah but, it sucks because yeah. your biggest fans in a way become your biggest haters right yeah. that's true yeah but you have to evolve at some point yeah you know mm-hmm. you can't it's say the same natural for human beings yeah, yeah. the real ones will stick around Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do y'all think, speaking of evolving and things changing right now, man, one trend that I've been noticing is there's a lot more uh, Latinos in media, Latinx, whatever mm. we want to call it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that's really cool because for me personally, growing up, I really did not see a whole lot of, you know, people with my background on TV, you know? Right. And I mean, growing up, you know, I grew up early 2000s, like there wasn't YouTube and stuff, so it was mostly TV. But there really wasn't a lot of representation. And recently I've seen like a lot like in the podcast space, movies, um, you know, music, you name it. There's a lot more Latinos growing in. I'm speaking about U.S. media specifically, because obviously, you know, they've been popping in their own mm-hmm. countries. But um, I think that's really cool and inspirational, you know, especially to the youth that's looking up to, to people and trying to be like, oh, OK, you know, oh, I could be a podcaster, too. Or, you know, I could be an artist, too. I think representation's important, and I think it's pretty cool. What do you guys think? Yeah, I like it. I like seeing a lot more of our skin color, mm-hmm. you know, on, uh, like, news anchors, for instance. I've seen a lot more, like, Latino news anchors, um, especially, like, through TikTok. I don't know if you guys follow. Um, there's this guy named... Oh, I know the guy that looks like George Lopez. Yeah, 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 that guy. Yeah, I know exactly What's who you're talking name? about. I can't remember it off the top of my Is head. Is he the one that, like, when you're scrolling by, like, you keep, he's, like, doing a stand-up. I think it's from Netflix. He's, like, a Mexican. He talks kind of oh, like, no, this is a another guy. Then, a but, he blew guy. up on, the guy we're talking about blew up on TikTok. And oh. he like, got pretty big on it. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. But, but see, that's another example yeah, right there. Yeah. Exactly. We're just pulling them out. Well, yeah. It's it's dope to see that like all across the border, like seeing like Latinos, Hispanics, whatever you want to call it, like across the border and like in all like um different platforms, whether it be music, podcasting, like photo and video. Like we were talking about yesterday, like with Brown Bag, Brown Bag um podcast. It's a mm. a podcast with uh, three Mexicans, right? It's Duno, Rosecans, Rosecrans Vicks, and Letty. And Letty's a radio host from LA. Like she's big in, in radio and stuff. And they came together and started a podcast. And, and it just got put up on Spotify, I think, like on like one of the Latin, like number one Latin podcasts to like watch. Oh, cool. That's dope. Yeah, they just got that, I think, like a couple of days ago. Like they, oh, they announced yeah. it. And then seeing Duno now on No Jumper, right? Like that's like a big um, like music platform. And like just seeing like what he brings to the table with that, that whole crew, like he's introducing them to like Spanish music. He's having more Spanish artists, like people right. just like in, in different like... Um, lanes you know i think he had like mc magic and one recently and then he he did an interview with adam with a, a mexican artist rapper sad boy loco and like in that interview they're talking about corridos which adam has like no idea about right. but like he's teaching him like this is what it is it's kind of like it's basically like what trap music is in english like rap but it's like with with narcos and stuff like it's pretty much the same thing just in spanish and like adam's like, oh man like that's a market to tap into you know so like it's yeah. those little things yeah. that are starting to like now like we're like they're coming up to the surface. We're crossing over now, and it's dope. I That's like, cool, I like man. seeing that. Yeah. I like seeing that, man. I like seeing the representation. Yeah, sure. it's cool. I think for me, what I really like is just hearing people talk about like things that I'm only used to talking about with like my family or my close friends, but seeing it like mm -hmm. on a podcast or on TV, you know, like yeah. like like you mentioned, you know, now that people are talking about like corridos or like yeah. you know, good Mexican food or kind of like little sayings in Spanish yeah. that we always say. Or like little by. stories or like, man, I relate to that. Like when they're saying, like, oh, remember like back in the day, like you'd come home and your mom had like this, or like this is what you guys would eat, this is what you guys would do, this yeah. is the sayings, like just the culture, man. Like just like seeing it like put up like that now like it, it's nice yeah when it's you like come home that. on a hot summer day and your mom's cooking pozole yeah. it's like 100 degrees out it's just that joke like why stew. would you eat that but it's like you still eat it it's good you yeah. know yeah, <laughs> over some like beer yeah some like yeah yeah and going back to just inspiring the youth because you know we are untapped potential and we're yeah. all about you know inspiring people and stuff and telling stories i just think it's cool because like young kids could watch you know podcasts like that even like this and like you know, you hear these stories, you hear people speaking, like the, being their true selves, right? Like yeah. speaking with their accents a little bit and like talking about, you know, like stories of their upbringing. It's just like inspirational. I feel like, you know, kids could look up to that and see their, see themselves in us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so no, I, think I, that's I cool. definitely agree with you. Mm -hmm. It's nice, man. Yeah. It's been a yeah. long time, long time coming. Yeah. Well, and uh, we're part of this wave too, you know? Yeah. So take yeah, care. Yeah. Cool. You guys are a great example of that. Three Latinos right here having a quick little conversation. You know? Yeah. Racially ambiguous looking. <laughs> well, except for you, Chris. I mean, you you have a darker skin tone than me. I've been told though that I've like I've been mistaken for like a native, native? like a oh, Filipino. Yeah. I think my girl's mom at one point thought I was like black, black mixed with Asian. It's yeah, really? I, don't know. It's, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? yo, I get nothing, everything except for Mexican. But you know what? I get a lot. Russian, really? And I can see that Russian and Ukrainian. Screen. I actually had had two separate in instances where a Ukrainian lady will come up to me and start talking to me, and like, really? they're like, "What?" Her language, and I'm just like, uh -huh. I, "I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about." That's crazy, <laughs> man. Yeah, huh. and it surprised me because I had heard it a lot, but once it was to the point where someone was coming up to me and speaking the language, I was like, "Okay, this is real. Like, they're not just saying this." Cause, yeah, <laughs> what was crazy. your response? What'd you tell her? She I told her I don't know what you're saying. And what'd I, she say? 
she said, oh, sorry, sorry, and just kind of like walked away, kind of embarrassed. Damn. I wonder if Loki, you understood her, what she was actually saying. Yeah, I wonder if she was asking like a question related to something. Maybe yeah. she, like in, she didn't speak very good English and she was looking for someone to help her with something. And I was just like, because she kind of just like said, oh, no, no, sorry, and just walked away. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to be weird. Dang, that's wild, man. Yeah, but... Yeah. Uh, well, speaking about stories, man, I know it's uh, when this episode comes out, it's going to be in the middle of October mm. and uh, obviously spooky season, man. And so I think this would be a good opportunity for us to talk about any real life ghost stories that we have. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. Do you have any crazy uh, I have a, little experiences? I have a lot, like not myself necessarily, but like um, I have family like so my grandma's house, right? It's like a hot spot. Oh, it's like okay. The spot for ghosts, like recent, like years, like they've had priests come there and bless oh, the house. Oh, damn! Things. Like I, I can. Oh, wait, before you get into it, yeah. we're gonna have to turn down the lights. Real yeah, let's quick. get the mood right out here. Let's do it. Yeah. But um, yeah. So like my grandma's house, right? Like it's been known, like they've had like a priest come, and I remember when the priest came and everything. But if like for example, one story, half a family that was traveling from Ohio came down here, and during that time, so like they're, they're Christian. Mm. And like they at that time, they were like um, kind of like trying to like guide one of my uncles into a better path. He was kind of like doing bad, getting into like, you know, situations and stuff. And they, during that time, like when that was happening, they like reading the Bible, like every night, like things started kind of like you started hearing things, seeing things like, you know, the baby rockers. Oh, yeah. They oh, had yeah. just put one up and um, they didn't have like the batteries on there. And as they're like talking to him, like we're all in the living room. And they're telling, like, they're just reading the Bible, and like, you just like from a distance, you start seeing the. Someone noticed it. I think it was my aunt. Like, it starts moving, and like, there's no breeze in the house. That's crazy. It's, like the middle of summer, you know, and it's just like, well, winter. I mean, there's no no doors are open or nothing, and like, it just starts rocking back and forth, faster and faster. All of a sudden, you just hear their baby, which is down the hall, crying. And so she goes and like, gets the baby, and as she's walking back down the hall, so like the way that the hall's set up, and you're walking down like. When you're walking down the hall on the left, there's a bathroom, and then there's two rooms, right? Yeah. Two two bedrooms, and then as, as you go down, there's like a laundry room, and then the my grandparents' room, and okay. the baby was all the way to the end, to the right, in my grandparents' room. So she went in there, grabbed the baby, and as she's walking down, like my uncle, I guess, sees her get like shoved into the bathroom, and the door closes. I shit you not, like she's just screaming in there, and like he's trying to get in, he gets in there, and like the door closes behind him, like he gets kind of like shoved in there as well. And from the outside, um, in like you can just hear them screaming. And it lasted for like I think like a couple seconds, but they said that it felt like minutes. And what they said, like when they were in the bathroom, the lights were flickering on and off, and they heard scratching on the door. Yeah, and, wait, like, from I, the outside they heard scratching. So they were in the inside, on the inside, right? But yeah. they heard scratching in in the, the in the bathroom yeah and the lights flickering but from the outside my uncles that were like seeing that happen because they were trying to get the door open too yeah but all they were hearing was just them screaming oh shit. yeah so like that happened and they were kind of spooked and then i had another instance where i had a an, another aunt who was babysitting one of my cousins she was like at the time like four or five and we have a basement so like keep in mind that hall right, right at the end there's a door and it's leads down to the basement and when you go down to that basement on the right they have a whole other room and on the other side it's like storage there was other family living there downstairs right wow. so it was like i had like uncle like two uncles living there another uncle with his family so it was like a, a, a pretty big, pretty yeah it's right. a big family 
and they're watching the little girl. One of my aunts is watching the little girl and the only people in the house is her, another cousin that was in one of the rooms upstairs kind of playing Xbox and the little girl um, who was supposed to be sleeping in, on the other, in the other room in the hall, right? So my aunt is kind of like, she like, sees, sees like the door, the basement door open and she sees like a little girl run down. So she thinks it's, it's my little cousin that's just playing around like she woke up from the nap and she goes all the way down and she's like, she still recalls to this day, like, when, like she felt something was wrong and she's going down to the basement. She feels like kind of like just cold oh, no. thing on her neck and she's walking down. She like turns the corner to the right. And like I said, that, that was a whole room. So it's like a whole bed and everything. And she's like, she's calls her by her name. She's like, Giselle, like, why, like, come back up here. Like, why are you playing this and that? And like the little girl, like she said, all you could see were like her, her eyes. Like she had like a blanket over and like her eyes were kind of like glossy. And she's like, she kept calling her by her name. She's like, Giselle, like, come on, like stop playing. And then like, she wasn't moving. Like she wasn't even blinking. And then after like a couple seconds, she just like runs upstairs and just screaming. And my uncle, which is a little girl's dad, he's like, like, what the fuck was wrong? This, this and that. So I just saw Giselle, like she was being weird. Like, I'm scared, this, this and that. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like Giselle sleeping. He's like, what do you mean? She's like, she's downstairs. He's like, no, she's not. He's like, I, I saw her. He's like, she's sleeping up in the bedroom. And like, she goes and opens the door. She's like, she's right there. Like, what are you talking about? She's like, what the fuck did I just see then? Like, this, this and that. Just, I have a lot, Damn. man. It's crazy. Like, yeah, it's it's bad. What what do you think happened in that house, or how so, old is that house? So get this, this house is is very very old. So I have an aunt that was working with the uh, city council at the time, and like you're able to get blue. I mean, public records, right? Nice. So yeah. she went down there and got um like records from the house and just trying to see like who has lived there in the past. And mind mind you, this like what's weird about it when my grandparents moved there back in like two thousand two, I think. Well, the last people that were living there left everything like furniture and stuff like that so like they didn't really take, that's a take anything. Creepy. that's super red flag and, and the weirdest thing about it too is that like when um the that basement i'm talking about on the left side they're all where all the storage is that they there was more furniture down there and they found like a photo book and it had pictures of like whoever was living there before like their family and stuff Damn. like that and, like pictures of little kid like a little kid a little girl and th there was like at the end like uh, a little ziploc bag that had like teeth Oh. Which is super weird, yeah. And I guess my aunt found out that two uh, two little kids died. Oh no! Yeah. Damn. After I heard that, I was like, "Yo, that's that little boy, little, little girl that they keep seeing." Yeah. But I've had different family members like see different things. Oh man, that's just crazy. I, like as far as for me too, an experience that like I experienced there one time. By that time, like my grandparents were living in the house. It was one of my uncles. That same uncle that I told you like at, back in the day was doing kind of bad. He ended up like taking over that house. And he has a family too. And at the time yeah. he just had a little boy and it was during around like the Christmas, Christmas time, like December, we're wrapping gifts. And it's, it's literally him, uh, myself, his, uh, his girlfriend and the little boy, but the little boy was sleeping on the couch. So we're like, kind of like facing the hallway. Like, so say like the hallway's like right here, right? We're facing each other like this and we're just wrapping gifts and talking. So we're, we're both seeing like on our side, on the, uh, side of our eye like kind of like the hall and like i knew at the same time we had seen something i saw like a black shadow like at the end of the hall i like, go from like the storage to like where my grandparents room used to be which is now like his room obviously him and his wife's yeah. room and i saw it and like we looked at each other 
we didn't really say anything, but we kind of knew like, yo, this, this kind of feels weird. And at the same time, like his little boy, like got up, like slept walk right past us and it just collapses. And then like, we wake him up, we're like, what's wrong? He's like, oh, like what's going on? Like was kind of just sleepwalking within that same, like every, same time that everything happened. And after that, I was like, yo, I'm out, bro. <laughs> I'll catch you, I'll catch you another day. Yo, man. Where's this at, Bremerton? No, in Bridgeport. Bridgeport, Bridgeport, Washington, Bridgeport. Yeah. that's where you're from. Yeah, that's, that's wild. But I'll so, pass it on to you. So guys. you believe in ghosts? I don't know how I feel about it, man. Cause like, I do and I don't. I like I said, that was like one experience that I had. I haven't had anything crazy like where I've seen something like, like outright, like outright, like haven't heard anything really. But like just hearing from like my family side, like yeah, like yeah. there's been a lot of things. Yeah, that's crazy, man. What about you, Chris? Well, shit, man. <laughs> well, real quick before before we get into it, what do you think happens when like people die? God's like, you can either get into heaven or you can just fuck with people down here. Like, what's the like? Why why do we experience this stuff? You know, the deep question. I don't know, cause like when they say when people die, like you're just like all of energy, right? like your soul yeah. or whatever, and like I don't know, cause there's so there's so many stories like about about like just ghosts, people like hearing things, experiencing things. Like, I don't know. I I really don't know. That's yeah. I feel yeah. like we haven't quite figured it out yet, yeah. you know, like we still got so much to learn, you know, and you don't really know until or you think it's time. that person's like, man, I'm not done yet. Like, yeah. I'm not ready to go yet. From what go. I've like read and seen, like, you know, listening to crime stuff is like, or, or like scary story stuff is like that it's a spirit that's just like not ready to rest, you know, or like something really bad happened to them and they're still finding like peace. They're trying to find their peace. Interesting. All right, well, I got a story for y'all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was 14 years old, and uh, my grandpa passed away in Mexico. And uh, I was pretty close with him. He has a house in, in Michoacan, in Cuba. Mm. It's a small town there. Yeah. And um, we were there, like, a couple of weeks before he passed away because he, um, he had cancer, like, all over his body. And he couldn't move, like... It's probably the worst pain I've ever seen anybody in where like literally like if you moved a finger, he would be like an excruciating pain. And he was like just in bed rest and like um, not bed rest. What's it called? Hospice. Hospice. Mm. Yeah. He was just in hospice for months yeah. until until they took him away. And um, anyway, when he passed, you know, a couple of days later, we were still staying in the home, obviously, because, you know, we were getting things ready and everything all prepared. And the way that the like house is laid out just a one-story home and uh towards the back before you get into the porch in the backyard there's the master bedroom there's well the hallway and the master bedrooms on one side and then two bedrooms on the other side i was staying in one of the bedrooms right across from the master bedroom and the master bedroom is where he was in hospice and that's where he passed away and each of the rooms has um, kind of like how we have in the in the back door with like a big frosted like glass. Oh right, yeah. Um, inside of the home, like each each bedroom door has like frosted glass, and it's just a, a door um, essentially. And so you can kind of make out like shadows behind it, yeah. um, but you know you can't tell like who it is. It's it's, it's frosted. And so um, it was a couple of days after he passed, and I'm I'm sleeping in bed. And every time before I go to bed, I make sure to lock the door because I don't like people like waking me up, you know? Yeah, I feel like, like I lock the door and make sure it's locked. I went to sleep 
And then in the middle of the night, this must have been like two o'clock in the morning because I, I checked my phone and it was, I think it was two o'clock in the morning. And I just hear like um, somebody like jiggling the door, like really loudly. Yeah. I was like, I was like, who is it? I thought it was my uncle because mm-hmm. uh, my uncle like used to like stay home and there'd be like people passing through the home and stuff, but yeah. not at night. Um, and so I just heard like the jiggling of the door and my mom was sleeping in another room on the opposite side of the house. And so I, I knew I, pre- I was pretty sure it wasn't her, but I yelled out. I was like, I was like, mom no response and i couldn't tell like because it was dark right i couldn't tell who was like behind the frosted glass and it it continued to jiggle for like two minutes and until it finally stopped all of a sudden and i was like really freaked out because nobody responded to me and the the door was jiggling and i was like somebody might be trying to like break into the house or like breaking in this room or something and I was 14 at the time. I didn't know what the hell was going on, right? Yeah. And so I just stayed quiet. And then, like, less than, like, 30 seconds later, this bright white light comes from the ceiling and just consumes, like, the, the frosted glass. Like, a bright white light. Like, you know how these studio lights emit, like, kind of like a yellowish yeah. hue? That's how, like, the in the rest of the home has, like, the yellowish hue lights. Yeah. That's how the rest of the home was wired up. There was no light bulb outside of that door that produced like bright white light, light. Yeah. um and it was just bright white light and then the the doorknob started shaking again and i was like oh shit what the fuck is going on here and then almost as if like somebody turned off the light to stop and that was it like i didn't i didn't hear it again nobody and i was calling out to people i was like mom mom nothing and that's oh, when it's so... eerie like when no one responds back it's oh, like dude man. like that's right man. and y'all booked the first flight back to the states right <laughs> <laughs> Never like, again. bro i couldn't sleep for like an hour after that i couldn't even i was like frozen in bed that's i was crazy. like oh shit. i i couldn't even get up to like see if the the door was closed or whatever yeah, so at anyway, that point blanket over my face just, yeah, yeah bro just hope for the best i was like fuck, man and anyway so i ended up going back to sleep like an hour later and when i woke up in the morning and went to the door, I noticed that the doorknob was still locked. And so I was like, okay, like I'll lock this door. But then when I pulled it, the door just opened. So it was locked, but like it shook enough to the point where if somebody would have just pushed it open, it would open. open. But yeah, man, I think something's out there, bro. There's a next level to all this. There has to be. Especially yeah, with the bright light, man. That's crazy. Yeah. All right, well, man. Do I have a story for y'all? Oh, oh man, I'm bl- if I don't blind myself. <laughs> All right, so you guys know, I think the, some of the audience might know by now, but I grew up in a small town of Othello, Washington, here on the east side of Washington State. And um, I, uh, I lived on a hill called Radar Hill for about two years when I was like, I want to say elementary school. So I was probably like nine, 10, let's just say. And um, the moment we moved into that house, I always felt like I was being watched. And I always told my mom that. And I, I, I told my, my brothers too. I was like, I feel like I'm being watched. Because huh. I spent a lot of time alone there. Because oh. I would always be the first one to get home from school. And I'd be like, my room, okay, so it's like a split level home, kind of like this one actually. Where in the front, it's one story, but in the back, it's like two stories. Mm. And my room was in the basement. Ooh. Yeah, but there was also places. a big living room in the basement. And that's yeah. where I hung out. That's where I had like consoles and like that's where i hung up and um 
especially in that basement i felt a weird vibe and it's like, always you know, the basements bro yeah, yeah and you know like when you shower like sometimes you feel like you're being watched well, actually, I realized that's probably not a normal thing, but in that house, I felt that all the time. You know when there's a camera in the bathroom? I'd be showering, and I just felt like a presence on the other side of the, um, yeah. the curtain. And I'd always be, like, opening the curtain while I showered in that house. And I realized after I moved out of there, I didn't feel that anywhere else. Hmm. Okay, so get, this gets really crazy. So back to the fact that this place is named Radar Hill. But it used to be like a military base. The military base is still there, actually. It's like, uh, I think, I'm, I'm not sure what it is. Maybe like an Air Force, like, it's called, they had like radar stuff for like World War II. Mm, okay. And um, so there was a big military presence up there. And um, yeah, so there apparently maybe people died there or something. And uh, so long story short, once we moved out, I asked my mom finally, because I kept trying to get it out of her. Like, you know, this place, was that place haunted? Did you ever see anything? She always plays it off. And my mom, if you know her, she's pretty pretty serious person for the most part. Mm -hmm. She is not the type to lie. She's she's a type to like try to say like she'd come up with any excuse other than she saw a ghost. Mm -hmm. But yeah, when I asked her after we moved out, she told me she's like, yeah, I try to not tell you this, but um, one time she was just cleaning the house. She said she was alone, and she looked out the window. We had this really big window in the upstairs living room, and we had a really big yard. And she said she saw a man dressed in military uniform, Shut but that he was kind of like, he didn't look real is the best way she could explain it. Wow. That he was almost like kind of see-through and that his face didn't look like a healthy human, you know? Huh. So she that, saw that outside of the window. Like yeah, she was just standing in our yard staring at her. And that she like panicked and like looked away and looked back and it was, he wasn't there anymore. That is That's crazy. And so that coupled with the fact of all the stuff I had heard, and um, stuff would be thrown in that place all the time, too. Like, I'd be alone, and I'd hear, like, one time I actually saw something, like, be flung, like, across the living room while I was there. And I ran. I remember I ran out. That like, gave me goosebumps. I called my mom. I was like, yeah. somebody threw something. Like, I don't know. Somebody's in the house. And I just kicked it outside. I just stood out there. But it was so weird because even though I was outside, I felt like I was being watched. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a weird place to live at. Have you real quick since we're on this? Have you guys ever experienced stuff like aside from seeing it in real time, but like you know, like EMPs and stuff, like things like this? How they say like if there's ghosts, you can catch it on like uh, like oh, sound and stuff, yeah, or like yeah. on photos, right? Um, there was also a story that I have with like a an aunt at the time when she was in high school. <laughs> so like, um, because I'm looking at that doll, right? So like, they had done like back in like um film. When you do like the kind of like the disposable cameras. Yeah, yeah. They uh -huh. took a photo of her. She was just kind of posing, and like my grandma had dolls. And in one shot, the, the doll's just like standing how it is. And in the second shot, the head had moved. Oh, yeah, nah. those little things like that are so creepy too, bro. That's crazy, man. You yeah, guys like, have never wonder... like experienced anything like EMPs, like nothing in like sound, like that you like you play something over and you hear something. Nah. No, nah, bro. I don't Not know. yet. We'll have to listen to this podcast <laughs> after it's done. <laughs> yeah, we we scrub through the audio and it's just. <laughs> <laughs> it's ghost having an episode bro just talking <laughs> change the laundry <laughs> reminds me of a scary movie yeah that's right yeah, oh, man, that was, that's, yeah that's crazy though man i don't know yeah well shoot that's i mean uh, this, is, this is a good ending to wrap up uh in october episode yeah on, man. I, yeah I really for liked real. It. 
I think we should do this for every episode. Yeah, yeah, Get everyone's cool, at man. least the ones Experience. in October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's cool, sure. man. Well, thank you, man, for for stopping by. Visual. Thank subject. you guys for having me, man. It's always, yeah, bro. Uh, Appreciate a pleasure you having you. And um, yeah, if you, if you guys like this episode, uh, like the video. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, and let us know in the comments what you guys want to see next. If you guys want to see more of this stuff, or if you guys have other ideas for uh, new videos that we can do, let us know. Um, and thank you once again for joining us. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace. Wait, 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 guys. I got one more ghost story for you. So this is another story. It's not in the same house. It's in a different house, different, I have a big family, like I said, cousins. And um, so they're sleeping one night. They just had a, a kid. Kid's probably like, two three months already and they're in their bedroom sleeping and they they have like their um their desk with their like tv literally um right across from them so like when they go to bed she uh, put her phone to charge mm. where the tv's at she wakes up in the morning and her phone's on the ground she picks it up and um i think she was just messing like gonna take a picture of the baby or whatever and you know like when you open up the camera roll or like just the the photo it has like a little square like the last thing you took a picture of and she saw that it was like a dark it's just dark so she like clicked it and it's a video she plays the video and like her phone was literally like floating like someone recorded nah. them this it goes it just pans it goes to them and then to the baby and then the phone just falls that's just crazy yeah man. did it fall flat or does the camera point up it kind of just like it's literally like if the phone's floating and then it just like it's like in motion and it just falls like so on to the ground yeah that's it was that's like terrifying. a it was like a 10 second clip i think yeah wow man man yeah. there's something out there bro what a creepy <laughs> what a creepy world we yeah. live in man you got a lot i think you should be like uh, <laughs> yeah, what's the I'm word gonna, for it? like a poltergeist yeah, or something yeah. like that i think i want to get a limpia or something just yeah, yeah. Mom, like, get an egg and just, they're gonna have to bring like you know that costco size egg carton for you bro <laughs> they're gonna have to do all of them <laughs> baptize me in eggs one for each ghost story <laughs>